This is the Unstoppable Podcast, where we are dedicated to bringing you comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God. We hope this podcast will encourage, equip, and empower you with meaningful insight from the Word of God to receive His promises and live a life without limits. As you realize your potential, you will join a dynamic group of passionate people who are actively bringing the unstoppable power of heaven into the darkest places on earth. Here is your host, Justin Self. Today we are going to pick up where we were last time on the podcast between Todd Aton and I. We were talking about what does it look like to be participating in the divine nature? What is this whole idea of God in us and us in him and Jesus is in the Father and they're one, but we're one with them. And it's like, what? But I think it's awesome. I mean, this is empowering stuff. This is demystifying. When we read the Bible, we see it and we might gloss over these things. But that's what I love about Todd and how he and I have these conversations where we stop and we take the time. We want to understand. We want to ask questions of the Bible. What are you saying here, Lord? What does this even mean? You seem to make a point of this in the Bible. It seems like this is really important. So I'm going to stop and take the time to ask these questions. And and so that's kind of what this podcast is all about. Of course, if you've been a listener for a long time, you know that. But that's one thing I really like about these episodes. So if you haven't heard the last episode, I do encourage you to check it out. Because again, we are going to just jump right into the middle of this thing. But we're going to continue our conversation. So we're just going to jump right into it. So this this journey started off in talking about Peter's reference to this, and then we've went back and we looked at how did Jesus speak about this? You know, like I zeroed in on John 14 and 15, and I really, honestly, I didn't go back and look if there was more that he said about it. He may have, and it may actually be part of his teachings, you know, the whole entire time. And I just wasn't paying attention enough to this particular idea to observe the pattern. So for your listeners, as they're going back and they're doing their own personal studies and things like that, as you have heard this, you may be thinking about this and observe this pattern in other places than where I've brought it up and where Justin and I have talked about it. So I hope that's the case for you as you're following up and looking at these kinds of things too. So let's talk about somebody else that talks about it and let's go see what Paul says. And actually Paul has a ton to say. Paul cracks me up because he goes on rants all the time. And it it was funny. Julie and I, (laughs) Julie was reading something in one of the, one of Paul's letters a couple of weeks ago. And she's like, being the detail oriented person that she is, she observed that he had a run on sentence. <laughs> and you see that all the time with Paul, oh, right? Like goodness. just comma, 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 parentheses, or, you know, comma, parentheses, parentheses comma, commas, comma, man. comma. And then like a paragraph later, you finally get to the period. And, yep. and I'm like, yeah, Paul goes on these rants all the time. I, he does. I can, I don't know. I just kind of imagine him as somebody that, if you look at some of the stuff that he does in Second Corinthians, First Corinthians, he goes off yeah. on these long, long rants, really long. Yeah, as if he was like Joe Rogan or something, you know, doing <laughs> doing a podcast. Yeah, but anyway, so totally. Let's have a look at what Paul says. Next time somebody gives me trouble over that, I'll say, "Hey, I'm just, I'm just emulating the Apostle Paul." That's it. yeah, That's exactly. It. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just went on a rabbit trail, Justin. You just no, went on a rabbit trail. It's okay, it's okay. It's okay. Paul did it. Paul did it. it. Yeah. (laughs) I was landing in Colossians, right? So Mm -hmm. with Colossians, you know, that book to me has always been really about who Jesus is, right? Mm -hmm. 
and Paul goes goes into great detail about who he is and and the activity that he had. I think even in creation, mm-hmm. somewhere yeah. in Colossians, mm-hmm. there's some really cool word pictures in there that he uses. But I landed in Colossians two. 9 and 10. On this one, I think I dialed into the Amplified, mm-hmm. and I'll just read it. For in him, so for in him, Jesus, the yeah. whole fullness of deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, right? So again, we're back to this idea. Yeah. How hard is it to imagine God stuffed into Jesus's body? And this says, the whole fullness of deity, all of the Godhead, dwells in bodily form. Right. So it can't happen. Right. And it happens in Jesus. So giving complete expression of the divine nature and you or me or Justin, Todd, Eric, Jenny, Julie, and you are in him made full and having come to fullness of life in Christ. You too are filled with the Godhead, the exact same language that he used earlier. The whole fullness of deity, the Godhead continues to dwell in bodily form. In Christ, you too, me, I am filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, yep. and reach full spiritual stature. When I think of full spiritual stature, I think of Jesus. Right. Yep. But this says, and I and I am in him made full and having come to fullness of life in Christ, I too am filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and reach full, I reach full spiritual stature. When I rephrase things in a personalized way, it changes. Yeah. It totally changes the dynamic. It would be easy to read past this, but but when I change it and I put I in there and I yep. mean I, whoa. Yeah. I am full of the, yep. of the Godhead. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, just like Jesus was, because that's what it was in the sentence before, mm-hmm. giving complete expression of the d- divine nature. Yep. Whoa. Yep. <laughs> and I I reach full spiritual stature. Yep. Like, not partial, not 75%, like, full, 100%, yeah. full spiritual 100%. stature. Yes. How much more than full can you can you be of spiritual stature? You can't. You can't. Like you fill the cup I, up and it's full at the top. All all spiritual stature. Yep. Yep. In bodily form. That's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Going back to like I'm a divine participant, which is what triggered this whole thing in Second Peter for me. Mm-hmm. I am made full. I am filled with the Godhead. I'm still in bodily form. Are you still mm-hmm. in bodily form? Last I checked. <laughs> Last I checked, I'm still in bodily form. Yeah, yeah. And I'm full. I'm full. I have full spiritual stature, not partial, full. Yep. That it blows me away. I am the I yep. Okay. So here we go. Are you ready? I'm I'm ready. This is Bring it. this is my burning at the stake moment. People could burn me at the stake for what I'm about to say. All of God lives in Jesus' body. Jesus is the complete fullness of deity living in human form. Mm-hmm. Because of Jesus, all of God lives in me. Like all means all. Mm-hmm. All of God lived in Jesus, and all of God lives in me. So, <laughs> I am the complete fullness of deity living in human form. Question mark. 
highlighter. <laughs> what? Yeah. That makes my head tilt. But yeah. the way that my pea brain grocks this is I have the same stature that Jesus had when Jesus was walking on the planet. Yep. And so mathematics, transitive property of equality. Oh, man. A equals, A equals okay. B. B equals C. Okay. Then A, then you know that A, A equals C. Equals C. Sure. Right? So if two equals two and two, well, anyway, if <laughs> A is two and, yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. B is two and, and C is two, you know, then A. Then they're all two. Anyway, if A and B, A plus the, B is. Okay. So anyway. another, so that was the mathematics part. And I have people yeah. who listen to this podcast who are math majors, and I, I'm thinking of a certain person right now. Me, me and this uh, a buddy and a, a buddy and I went to the college together, and he focused on mathematics, and I focused on physics, and that's where yeah. we diverged. We took all the same calc courses, diff eq, all that stuff. But then after that, I, I went to physics, he went to math, and I went on to get a minor in physics, or and, uh, anyways, degrees in physics and all that yeah, stuff. Whatever. Yeah. So what you just described mathematically is the transit transitive property, but in physics, that's known as the. This is this sounds funny, but it's one of the thermo one of the laws of thermodynamics. So it's actually called the zeroth law, which kind of is funny to me. But the idea is, is if you have an, a block a, blo- a, B, and C block, and if you have mm-hmm. B in the middle between the two blocks, but you have these ones on the outside A and C, if mm-hmm. A and if if the outside two blocks are the same temperature and they're touching the middle block then the middle block has to be the same temperature. It has to or, be the same temperature. Or you can yeah, say, like, okay. if the if the first two are the same temperature, like, if any of the two are the same temperature and they're touching the third and we're in a state of thermal equilibrium, I should have put, pointed yeah. that out. Yeah, Therefore, yeah, yeah. the then third has the, to be equal The third to. one has to be the same temperature, yeah. And, and that's what you're, what you're pointing out here. This is just a logical, it's a logical argument here. You're saying, this is true, and this is true, and so... And maybe like, it's the engineers in us that yeah, it is. are so attuned to pattern matching and thinking in mathematics yeah. or physics or programming yeah. that this kind of thing like makes complete and total sense. Like It does. <laughs> I actually understand it better by saying I'm completely full of the... Of, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm the complete fullness of deity living in human form. That's like... Well, I'll, I'll get to another verse um, that that kind of makes the point that I was just about to say pre uh, too soon. But yeah. anyway, it's just like, okay, I could get burned at the stake for saying that. For making that statement about myself as a mm-hmm. human being where mm-hmm. nobody's been taught that we've been taught about all of God is inside of Jesus and Jesus was all of God, mm-hmm. right? For me to say, all of God lives in me, and all the fullness of deity is living inside of me in mm-hmm. human form. And that's almost like Jesus when he was talking to the Pharisees and saying, I am. Yep. Right? Like, it's getting that the close. Stones. Yeah, totally. Right? Sure. I'll just point that out straightforward to your listening audience, mm-hmm. you know, that I, that I know that if I continue down that path, that's where it's leading me. Right. Mm-hmm. And take that for what it's worth. But this is the pattern that I'm seeing established is that yep. I'm identical to Jesus yep. as a human being on earth. That's and, right. and you start to see that play out with the disciples, even in that final year of Jesus's ministry. I think they, they started participating in miracles with him. Mm-hmm. And then when he sent them out, then they, they started yep. 
being exactly like him and getting the exact same results that he did without him being physically present. Right. And so it's, it's not too far of a stretch. You like to go down that direction. Let's just say we recognize we're being super careful about that thought and we're hanging on to it for a minute. Right. So then we go into Colossians three, three and four. And it's interesting here because the different versions have a different tense. So one is three or future and one is present. Right. And so we're being careful to observe that also in the different varieties of translations that there's, you know, some discrepancies there. So it basically says, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God, or you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God, or for as far as this world is concerned, you have died and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, or your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. And now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. And as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, you, who you really are, will also be revealed. Mm-hmm. So it's in this last version that I quoted, the Passion Translation, where it really kind of dials into the present tense mm-hmm. version of this. And it also shows, as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, you are really will also be revealed for who you really are. Mm-hmm. there's kind of this coming out moment, right? Where the rest of the world will recognize this kind of a thing. In some versions, it's kind of is now, is, mm-hmm. is, it will appear, will appear, will appear. You are now one with him in mm-hmm. his glory. Mm-hmm. So just being careful about that. But as Jesus is seen for who he really is, I will also be seen for who I really am. And I really feel like this is a continuation of the thought from earlier in the letter of this relationship that we have and the, this fullness of God being in my body, just like the fullness of God was in Jesus's body mm-hmm. when he walked the earth. So when we jump down to Colossians 3.10, which is shortly after you know what we just talked about, then the language of the verses there is having put on this new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator, or said differently, and you've become a new person, the new person is continually renewed in knowledge to be like its creator um, or amplified and have clothed yourselves with the new spiritual self, which is ever in the process of being renewed and remolded into fuller and more perfect knowledge upon knowledge after the image, the likeness of him who created it Um, or a shorter version, you know, the passion for you have acquired new creation life, which is continually being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you, giving you the full revelation of God. So we touched briefly on Jesus and Colossians being a book about Jesus. And part of that being his act in creation, the one who created you, giving you full revelation of God. But it it's this word renewed that yeah. is intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. And all of the different versions talk about renewed into the likeness, renewed and remolded you know, renewed in knowledge, renewed in knowledge in the image. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like this new self is remembering what it's like to be in God's image. Because mm-hmm. we were originally like our original creation. We were created in God's image. Right. And you and I, like last time we were in the coffee shop, I remember <laughs> that was six, five years ago. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I know where you're going with this. Because because we talked about, okay, uh-huh. what is it like to live in the image of God yep. without the knowledge of good and evil? Yep. Right? 
Yeah. Because you can read through to chapter three of Genesis in like 15 minutes, right? Yeah, totally. Or less. But yeah. there were there was probably years. I mean, when you look at all the things that Adam did, yeah. like before he got booted out of the garden for eating of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, yeah. mm-hmm. he named animals, he did all kinds of stuff, right? And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. and then there was Eve, and then they lived together for a period of time before yeah. that event. So yeah. what was it like to live that way? Without the knowledge of good and evil, yeah. we can't comprehend it, right, mm-hmm. as human beings, because we've lived our entire lives with the knowledge of good and evil. And so, anyway, we could totally rabbit trail on that. But I think the point is, one of the things that also kind of got me going down this down this trail of mining this vein was this scripture. And, I, and I've got it in my notes. I'm like, where is that verse? Like, you ever you ever have that happen? Oh, yeah. Like, where is that, where's that yeah, verse? Yeah. I was also doing some personalization of the book of Colossians. And in, in Colossians 1.20, so if we backtrack to 1.20, and we had to go to the other parts of Colossians first before we came back. And it says, and by the blood of his cross, everything in heaven and earth is brought back to himself back to its original intent. That's it. Yep. Restored to innocence again. And so now we've got, here we are three chapters later, three fourths of the way through this, this letter Colossians. And he's talking about, which is have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. There's this thing that's being going on on the inside of us. That is, it's like, we're remembering what it's now that we're, we've put on this new self, right? We've, we believe in Jesus. This life-changing event starts happening where we become the fullness. The full fullness of God is on the inside of us. It's kind of like this new self is remembering. Yeah. It's remembering what it's like to be in God's image before the knowledge of good and evil. Right? Yep. Um, man, I, I've got... What else did That's I have so here? Good. Even though so you were good. once distant from him, living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions, he reconnected you back to himself. So that goes back to that... Yep, that vine example, right? Yes, so, like, is. we're connected. Yep. And then he released his supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of his own body as the sin payment on your behalf so that you would dwell in his presence, mm-hmm. right? And now there is nothing between you and Father God. There's nothing. Why? Yeah. Because God is inside of me. That's as close as you could be to have nothing in between you and God. That's the only way mm-hmm. there could be nothing between you and God is if God is in you and you are in God. This isn't, this isn't much of a rabbit trail, but think about physics, right? I want to make another application. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Most of us are aware of the, sim- like the simple model of chemistry that we learned in, in even high school or earlier that an atom is made up of what? Proton? Or a nucleus. Neutrons right? and, a bunch of, and electrons. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And, and where are the electrons in relationship to the nucleus? Like, are they close or are they far out or what? They're in orbit. Okay, yes. We're, we're Depending on the there. mass of the <laughs> nucleus, right? And depending on the probability distribution. and But aren't they also stuff. waves? <laughs> we're not going there, sir. Okay, okay, okay. There. All right, okay, okay. You asked but the yes, question. Yes, you, you can actually have matter exists, and you can actually look at matter because of the Heisenberg principle based on quantum mechanics, and you can look at it based on a wave. Sure, great. Hence the probability curve, right? We all okay. Anyways, I'm not going there. What what but, I was trying but, to say. But now that but now that we're <laughs> observing the electrons, we've just changed the experiment. Exactly. You know. All right. 
<laughs> Listeners, if that went over your head, let's just just forget it. And let's we'll just drop it. <laughs> just drop it. No, it's fine. Electrons though are like way out. Like there, there's yeah. so much space, and so you could actually say that your your body is actually made up of mostly empty, empty space. Technically, that is true. Inside yeah. of an atom is actually mostly empty space. I like to think of that as you're talking about being full of God. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is the reality or if this is just just analogy or what, but I like to think about all that empty space being filled with God. Yeah. I'm literally made up of, all of us are physically more empty space than we are matter. I know that sounds right. weird because you look at each other, but if you, you don't think it, that way. Yeah. yeah. We don't, our brains don't, but if you look at it, you zoom in, you literally have a nucleus and then you have an electron that's out there somewhere buzzing around, but it's the, the, the length scales are such that you're mostly empty space. So, so to me, in my physics brain, I think of those types of things mm-hmm. and it helps me actually kind of feel like this is more real, right? And I can actually help quantify a little bit yep. of what God's saying. Like, I, like it's believable to me. It's not just out yeah. there in spiritual wonderland. Right. I'm like, okay, cool. Like I actually can contain. Now you haven't done this yet. Maybe you're going to get to this, but are you going to get to verse 27 of Colossians chapter one? This is another it's, it's another, no, um, no, okay. I wasn't. Okay. Okay. Let me bring no. this up then do it to them. Okay. Let me actually back up so I can get the context. This is Paul again, guys, this is, this is Colossians chapter one. This is right in the middle of what we're talking about. And it says, I became, he basically, and I'm paraphrasing. He says, I became a minister to the Gentiles. Okay. This is verse 25. According to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for, for you to, f- to fulfill the word of God, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but has now been revealed to his saints. Mm-hmm. Paul's about to drop a bomb on his listeners mm-hmm. or his readers, I should say. He's basically saying, it's my job to share with you a mystery. What is that mystery? To them, God willed. So it's God's will. I, I noticed right away that this is God's will. Mm-hmm. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Yeah. Okay, Paul. Paul, come on. What is it, man? I want to know what the mystery is. Are you going to tell me or not? Like, just spit it out, Paul. (laughs) He says, (laughs) the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you. Mm -hmm. The hope of glory. Yeah. That's the mystery. That's something that God has willed for us to know about since what? The beginning of the world. It's just now becoming made known through the, through the gospel that he's sharing through, through Paul. Yeah. Christ in you. It's everywhere. There are very few places in the Bible that actually state God's will is something. Right. Yes. But they're there. There's and actually, there are there. There, but there, there are, are a few. handful. Right. Yeah. It's God's will for men to pray. Right. Yep. Yep. It's God's will for people to come to know the mystery yep. of Christ in us. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's, that's dope. It is and dope. It's just right there. It's amazing. And oh, good! I knew it. I knew I was going to ask you if you're going to go to one John four. <laughs> I was. Ask you next. I was. I had it. I had it in there, and you know, I was just staring at it because I knew I had something to say about it. And I was trying to actually remember how I related First John four to Colossians one, but I think it's just in the context of where is that verse? In looking for the verse, the original one that I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. I did come across First John four twelve, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about some more stuff in First John here in a minute, or a couple minutes at the rate we're going. But 
if we love one another, God makes his permanent home in us and we make our permanent home in him and his love is brought to full expression in us. That's another author. And maybe we should actually save that until we get to talking about what John has to say. But again, it's this whole idea of permanent homes and God's making his permanent home inside of us and our permanent home is inside of him. So even though it's mind blowing, and actually, I guess that's a great segue into John and what John has to say now that, you know, now that he experienced what he experienced by being with Jesus for that period of that brief period of time in his life. And, and then coming back and talking about practical applications of that in his letters, first and second and third John, I guess that's a good segue into where John's at. So far, we've talked about Jesus had some things to say about this. Peter had some things to say about it. Paul had some things to say about it. We've already covered two or three witnesses. So there's a real legitimate pattern here about who's dwelling in who and what some of the ramifications of that dwelling, (laughs) that indwelling are, right? And, you know, when I turn attention to a little bit further down in John, 1 John 4, 14 to 16, and it says, and we have seen and testify that the father sent his son to be the savior of the world. So now we're ones that are testifying mm-hmm. of what Paul just talked about, the mystery of the gospel. So we've seen, we testify that the father sent the son. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God lives in God in them. So. I think the key point here that I wanted to bring up is we see this again, Mm -hmm. that God lives in them. They live in God. But the way that you get there is acknowledging that Jesus is the son of God, Yep. right? God lives in those who declare that Jesus is the son of God. Anyone who confesses, acknowledges, owns that Jesus is the son of God, God abides, lives, makes his home in them. That is like the ultimate Bottom line, like if you were going to sum up the gospel in one sentence, that would be the sentence, right? That's good. That's good. If I acknowledge Jesus, God dwells in me. (laughs) He makes his home in me. He lives in me. Thank you, Lord. Now, there's all kinds of things that can come out of that bottom line sentence, but the key piece is I just got to acknowledge that Jesus is the son of God. And then I begin having this relationship in this unique way of God dwelling on the inside of me, God making me his home, Jesus and me living in each other, God and me living in each other. And while our pea brains can't fully comprehend and grasp the idea, I'm sure there are intricacies and complexities of this that I'll never grasp until such time as I actually meet Jesus face to face and talk to God in heaven about stuff. Although I think I heard a podcast about you talking about that at one point. Did I? Was well, that you or was it somebody else? What was I talking talk, about? <laughs> about saving things to talk to God about when you get to heaven. Uh, no, I don't. Okay. I, that was probably somebody else. Anyway, it was very interesting conversation. Yeah. And it sounded totally. like something that you would have said. And that's why I thought maybe that was you. Yeah. But, but like the it's key probably thing from is one like, of our other conversations, but there's yeah. a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. I got a list. <laughs> yeah. But the church that we met at, right. Yeah. 
it was the ABCs of faith, right? So mm-hmm. admit, believe, confess. Admit you need Jesus. Admit you need Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus. Believe, you know, yep. that he was the son of God and, yep. you know, confess with your mouth, not yep. like all your sins because it takes too long, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> but confess Solid. with your mouth that Jesus Solid, is Lord. Though. And that's it. This is the verse that underpins yes. that thing. And I want to make a point. It's not, it's not that you believe, it's somebody who believes in God. That doesn't, yeah. this doesn't do it, right? right? Somebody who acknowledges that there is a God that doesn't do it. But it, this, right? is, this is acknowledging that what? That Jesus yeah. is, all is, these different translations, Jesus is the son of God. Son of God. Not yeah. a prophet, not a good person. You know, again, yeah. that's why with Unstoppable, you hear me say so many times, you know, give your life to Jesus, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Why? Uh-huh. Is it just like a mantra? Is it just like a thing to say? Is it just a formula? No, because what we're after here is this divine participation, this nature, this divine nature. Uh Like Todd, you're talking about this perfection we had in the garden as humans. Like God created us in this beautiful, amazing image. And here we are living in this fallen sinful thing. There's a way to get back. That's the mind blowing part. There's an actual way to get back. And I can't do it myself. I can't build up my life enough. I can't rebuild these centuries of sinful garbage throughout all the years, you know? Right. What, but what I can do is I, I can acknowledge, I can come to the point in my life where I can acknowledge that, you know what? Jesus is the son of God. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take what he says. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to engage with him. And then the return is that he lives in me. And then look, yeah. and they in God, God lives in them and they in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Hey, talk yeah. about a return on your investment. Yeah. If you're, if you're listening and you haven't made that decision, I, I'm calling it a decision because it takes an act of your will, right? Salvation yeah. or receiving Jesus doesn't just fall on you on a Tuesday. God, like what, Todd, you mentioned it a few minutes ago. One of the things that God wills, it's specifically in scripture. And I believe this is the reason why mm-hmm. the Bible says in many places that it is God's will that all should come to repentance and yep. believe in him and trust in him and come to know him. Yeah. And so it's God's will for you. If you're listening and you haven't done it, it's a decision. And so my encouragement is to acknowledge him as Lord. Take what we're saying. And if the Holy Spirit is stirring, if, you, if you're feeling something in your heart and you're like, man, I don't have that. I want that. Like these guys are crazy, but they, I want what they have. It's because you want Jesus. You don't want what, what we have in ourselves. You want what we have because you're hearing Jesus. You're hearing something from the Holy Spirit talking to you. Yeah. And he's drawing you and he's saying, hey, acknowledge me. I'm the son of God. I'm the one who's coming to you. I want to make my home in you. And maybe you haven't opened up your heart to him. This is a really good time to do it. Just open up your heart. Say, Lord, I, you know, I can't do it on my own. I've tried. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. And that's, Todd, that's, that's where I was. When you came and prayed for me that night, bro, that's where I was personally. I said, man, I cannot do this on my own. I've tried it. I've made a mess of it. And I'm going to give it to the Lord. And I'm going to say, Jesus, you are Lord. And I'm going to acknowledge that. And God came and lived with him in me. Wow. I wasn't pausing to be dramatic. I, I guess it's just... You know, the, the more and more I think about this, the more it blows me away. And I don't know how to explain it any other way than let's finish with First John four seventeen because this is the piece de resistance, mm-hmm. as they say in Florence, because it, this is how love is made complete among us. Mm-hmm. Now, First John is all about love, mm-hmm. first of all. Like the whole book, everywhere, love, is a pretty heavy theme in that entire book. 
in going along with the rest of the theme of the book, this is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Hmm. And here's the kicker. Here's what comes after the colon. In this world, not in heaven, Mm -hmm. not in this world, in this world, Mm -hmm. on planet earth, we are like Jesus. That's it. That's an NIV. That's all the denominations agree on that. In this world, we are like Jesus. But who talks like that? Nobody. Mm. God's word translation. While we are in this world, we are exactly like him. And they add with regards to love. And then amplified, because as he is, so are we in this world. Because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. That's the Passion Translation. Mm -hmm. But that reminds me. It kind of has a backward sentence, so it reminds me of Yoda. Because all that Jesus now, all Jesus now is, <laughs> Jesus now is, so are we in this world, right? Nice. <laughs> Yodaverse. <laughs> I know. Crazy. This is, it's funny how much Star Wars movies have sh- shaped my thinking. I do the same thing, man. I'm not kidding you. I, I read it and I say, and I read it in Yoda's voice or something. Oh, I know. Jesus now is. It's crazy. It's it must be thing. an engineering thing. It, it has to be. Or just like a total nerd thing. <laughs> All right. So for years, I have, and I wish I, I don't have my list of, if you read the book of John, I started going through the book of John years ago. And I was, because I have this relationship with Jesus the way that it is, I was imagining that the character qualities of Jesus are the same character qualities that manifest through my life because of my relationship with Jesus. And that was before I ever went down into this mine of treasure, right? Mm -hmm. I just imagined for myself that because I have this unique relationship with Jesus, that his character qualities begin to become my character qualities as I live out that lifestyle, as I live and walk this life with him was my thinking at the time. And so I started making this list of the character qualities of Jesus that I saw in first. And maybe I'll, do you have a website? You have a blog. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll send you that list. And then if you want to, you can forward that on to your readers, but we'll put it, we'll, we'll post it on the resources tab. I have a resources tab. We'll put it on there. Yeah. I just started seeing all these character qualities of Jesus. And I just started saying like, I am this, I am that, I am this other thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was all based on this foundation of because of who Jesus is in my life and my character qualities start lining up with his. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of started that, but it's like, here's the verse that solidifies the whole thing. It takes any question out of any of the future tense part. Right. right. You'll be perfect in heaven or you'll be like Jesus in heaven, but not yeah. until he- this one says in this world. It locks it into yeah. this world at this yep. time in this yep. age, right? Yep. And so as I came across this, I'm like, ah, oh, finally, this is the piece that just says, this is for now, it's for today, yep. it's for me. I don't have to wait for it. It was a future tense when Jesus said it because mm-hmm. there were things that still had to happen in order for it to become true. Right. Right. He still had to he go to the cross. Died. He still had That's to die. Correct. He right. still had to get through the garden of Gethsemane, That's it. Gethsemane, sweat blood, and yep. agree to continue to go forward with God's plan. Like That's it right. wasn't set yet. <laughs> right. I mean, it was God's plan, right? Yep. But 
there was still a will that Jesus had to exercise his will to continue to forward and execute on the plan. So it hadn't happened yet. It wasn't certain. We all knew it. God knew it was going to happen because God knows he's not limited by space time like we are. So he knew the ultimate result. And Jesus actually, I guess, knew because he was full of God, right? All of God lived on the inside of him. So he had all that knowledge on the inside of him. Mm -hmm. This locks it in. This locks it in for here, now, you, me, those of us that acknowledge that Jesus is the son of God and we become indwelt. And there's Mm -hmm. now this new relationship where I'm a God, God's in me. All the fullness of the deity dwells on the inside of me. I'm now an active participant in the divine nature. And like thinking about being an active participant in the divine nature changes things for me. It's a game changer. It's like when I'm dwelling on this idea that I'm actively participating in God's nature, and I'm not just an observer, I'm not just along for the ride, I'm not just, how do you say, like, like, I'm not just... I don't I'm know. Thinking spectator, like I get a, you know, I'm not a, a spectator. Of, That's the word I was looking like, for. I'm not watching it there. happen. Exactly. I'm, you're on the, I'm not you're on the watching. track or you're on the yeah. court. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sitting there in the grandstands watching. Right. I am an active living, breathing participant in the divine it. nature. It changes. I'm a partner. I'm a partaker. Yeah. I'm there. I'm in it. I'm in the action. I'm part of the divine nature. And Burn me at the at the stake if you want to, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I think I've got enough evidence for myself yeah. that I am the same way that Jesus was when he was on the planet. Thank you, Jesus. And that yeah. changes everything. But yes, it does. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Because if I did, then all of my actions would look sure. very similar to the way that Jesus' actions sure. were. And all of the results of things that I spoke or I prayed or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. would look exactly like Jesus's results and they don't. Right. So my spirit is being renewed. I'm, I think I'm starting myself is starting to remember what it's like to be in God's image Mm -hmm. as a result of this idea of um, I'm an active participant in the divine nature. Mm-hmm. And that's what sparked this whole journey into this mine and mm-hmm. in, into this, not deposit, but down this vein, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not like just one vein, it's like several no. veins, right? Several veins deep. And it's, and it's not like, you know, right here is the end of the vein. Like there's way more to it. There's you know, more. to be Todd, discovered. As you're, as you're talking, it's I'm crazy. holding back. I've got so much. Oh, just go. Just go. Just, just, no, I go. can't. We'd be here for 10 hours. <laughs> I just, there's so many scriptures that are coming up and almost every single thing you're saying, for me, I'm like, I'm seeing my own journey in this exact same thing that you're talking about. And I love mm. that we're talking about this because I, I see myself in you so much. You know, I process the similarities. I see something in the scripture like this. I mean, here's just one. First Corinthians chapter six. Verse 17, or actually, let me back up um, for the context. I'm just going to read it real quick because this is, yeah. again, this is one of those pillars for me. So this is interesting that you're mentioning this because to me, when I started learning this concept, and when I say learning, I'm not saying like I've I've mastered it or something. What I'm saying is that when I have first started realizing that there's a reality to this, mm-hmm. and some of our listeners don't have that reality. And so those of you who are, who are there who don't have that reality... I, that's like my prayer, my hope from this this podcast that you take this away 
that you you can, in fact, you are positionally actually, if you are in Christ, you are actually a, a divine per, uh, a participant in the divine nature. You are. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, it doesn't matter. You actually are positionally yeah. because of, because you're in Christ. Now, my challenge to you is what are you going to do with that? Right. That's my yeah. challenge. Okay. So listen to this. This is after, this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall mm-hmm. I then take the members of Christ and make the members of a harlot? Certainly not. The context here is honor God with your body because your your, your physical actions matter, but he's talking about it. Like your physical actions matter to be godly, but not godliness as far as, like you said, Todd, actions that are empty. It, it, it needs to spring from identity. It's springing from something deeper. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's what he says. Or do you not know that he who is joined unto a harlot is one body with her? And he quotes the Old Testament for the two, he says, shall become one flesh. Right here, kicker. Verse 17. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah. To, to me, this is yet yeah, this is another gem yeah. on our journey. I'm I'm picking this gem off the mm-hmm. off the gold mm-hmm. vein. This is another piece of the puzzle that confirms some of this stuff. He he's talking about physical actions rooted in a spiritual reality that come from the holiness that comes from God, and it has to come from the inside. Where does it come from? You're joined to the yeah. Lord. Yeah. And if you're joined to the Lord, you are one spirit with Him. And I've studied this out very very deeply. This isn't your spirit as a copy of his spirit or your spirit looks like his spirit. This is your spirit and his spirit actually coexist in the same mm-hmm. space. Like yeah. th- they are, they are. Yeah. That, that's the only way I can describe it. They are. They are. Yeah. That's a good, and So it's yeah. a good description given the limitations of English language, I think. <laughs> I'm doing the best we can, we're, we're, you know, with English. So what does it mean, Todd? What, what's, how do we, how do we tie a bow on it for this podcast episode? I know, like, well, that's just it. Like, usually our talks end up something like, oh, man, it's like 1045. I yeah. got to go. Right? Or or my favorite is we, we both get this like glazed look in our eyes and both of us at the same time say, uh, uh, I, th- I, think, I think I'm saturated. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting to that point. Like, I can't, yeah. I can't, I just can't talk about this anymore. Yeah. Like, I've kind of invested everything that I've got just in, you know, that, yeah. that period of time right there. I think, so I guess one, one thing that, that I would maybe do is the word is laced with this stuff. And like, for example, after having gone through and kind of putting some of these thoughts together in one place for the first time, because mm-hmm. they're scattered all over the place in, in notes and, things that I have over the last 14 months or so after you kind of get that concentrated dose, then you start seeing it all over the place. So I'll just give you an example in Ephesians, right? Not too long ago. I just started reading the book of Ephesians again. I made it through. Well, I guess I got into chapter five. Okay. But listen to this. Okay. Christ connected. Here's, uh, you know, I just wrote all of this out. Ephesians one, three. I'm wrapped into Christ. Ephesians mm-hmm. 1 4, one with Christ from the beginning, joining us to himself. Ephesians 1 7, I'm joined to Christ. Ephesians 1 mm-hmm. 17, one with Christ. Ephesians 1 23, we are his body on earth with his presence flowing mm-hmm. through us. Ephesians 2 1, his fullness fills me. Ephesians 2 5, he united me into the very life of Christ. Ephesians 2 6, join as one with Christ. Ephesians 2 10, we are joined to Jesus. Ephesians 2 13, I have actually been united to Christ. 
2.18, I'm united to Christ. 2.21, I'm connected to Christ himself. Yeah. 3.6, I'm a co-heir of his promise of glory. Co-heir through my union with him and one with each other. 3.17, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of me. 4.13, we experience the fullness of being one with the Son of God. 4.15, all our direction and ministries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into him. Yeah. 424. Cool. I'm transformed as I embrace the glorious Christ within and mm-hmm. live mm-hmm. in union with him. 430. The Holy Spirit has sealed me in Christ. 58. <laughs> I have the very light of the Lord shining through me because of my union with him. It's like Man. it goes on and on yeah. and on. Yeah. I guess my final thought would be. As you dive into this, if you're a the scripture learner like Justin and I are, and this even begins to pique your interest, and you go back and listen to the podcast and find the different places in scripture that we journeyed through, you know, to get to this point, everything you read in the New Testament is going to point back to this central truth of God has made his residence inside of me. And I am now operating at the same full capacity that Jesus did when he was on the planet. Come on. And I operate in that now and not in some future point of time. And once you kind of grasp that general concept, because let's call it truth instead of concept. Once you grasp that central foundational truth, then it changes the entire way that you look at the New Testament. At least it did for me and change the composition, yeah. the things that I look for, the things that I see. And I guess it's because when I see Jesus now, I see what I am, yeah. the truth of what I am, because of what the word has, through four different authors and probably even more, oh, yeah. you know, have taught us about this core principle, this core truth. I just reeled off half of Ephesians. <laughs> And it was, it was like, all of a sudden I just started seeing this, right? This download of Ephesians and you go, wow, this wasn't just like this side part teaching of Paul's it's littered all the way through everything. And his message was to us. We're the Gentiles. We're not Jewish. All of his writings are geared specifically for us, for the people that didn't come from a Jewish heritage and his everything is centered on this central mm-hmm. truth. And it's, it's amazing. Like it's like brand new to me again after 50 years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This whole thing. But I think it's also because my spirit is getting renewed. My spirit yeah. is getting reintroduced. My spirit is getting, it's remembering what it was like to live before that time. And that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day that we've covered in many coffee conversations, sure. but like, yeah. It affects everything. Yeah. It changes everything. When you start realizing God chose me to be the body that he operates through. Yeah. If anything's going to get done on this planet, it's going to get done through me, Justin, Eric, Mm -hmm. our wives, our kids, right? Because God indwells us. That's it. It's not that we're arrogant or we think we're cool or holy. No, it's, it's, it's it's, mind blowing. It's like you said, you feel like you're going to get burned at the stake because it's almost sacrilegious what you're saying, but it points back to the fact that God decided to deposit himself, his treasure, his spirit inside his creation. 
And all I'm doing is recognizing what he said in his word. Yeah. He, I mean, I didn't write it. Let's be no. honest. And I wouldn't have written it this way, honestly. Yeah. I wouldn't like, have done it. I, I'm just the messenger. Exactly. Right? I'm just so, the messenger. Don't burn think, me. Don't shoot me. <laughs> and that's the central theme, right? And again, right. listeners yeah. to the podcast, you you hopefully are picking up a thread here. This is the central theme. My job is to get you into the scriptures and my job is to get you... I really feel like my job is just to point you towards the life-giving power of the word of God. And this is just one of those beautiful moments where Todd and I have discussed something amazing. And like, I mean, we're just talking about the Bible here, but it's, I'm, I feel full. I mean, I personally feel full. I feel filled right now. Like I'm, I'm fed spiritually. I feel like I've just eaten a meal. Yeah. Because this is God's this word. This is like Thanksgiving turkey meal dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're comatose afterwards because you've just <laughs> absorbed so much. What is it? Melatonin so, or whatever? Uh, what tryptophan. Is it in the tryptophan. Tryptophan, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> cool. So what do we do, Todd? What What do we do with this? How do I How do I get off the bench, man? Do we Do we go there? I mean, no, okay. just, just, just real quick. Give, us, give me something. This... I mean, you're encouraging people to okay. get into the word and pull this out themselves. When I read Colossians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9... Yeah. In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him. That's the New King James Version. That's the great version I read it in. Look at this. I mean, I can, I don't have it in front of me, uh, in front of the screen, but I was going to hold my Bible up and show you. Yeah. Um, I'm not on the right page, but it's got like 10 circles around that verse. It's got stars all around it. I mean, it's got ponies almost. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I remember exactly where I was when I had the very first spark of revelation that there was legitimately the fullness of the Godhead bodily and I am complete in him. And it's one thing to have that spark of revelation. It's another thing to go out and be obedient and apply it. How do you apply something like this? Yeah. How do you apply? Okay. So this changes everything. Literally. If you think about yourself as, as Jesus on earth, identical to, Mm-hmm. It it really changes your concept of who you are. And I think it has the potential for changing how we treat each other. And so I don't have where the story is offhand, but Jesus taught a parable. And he told the disciples, at the end of days, I'm going to separate mm. two groups of people. Mm-hmm. And the first group of people. I'm going to say, welcome into my kingdom. You, you fed me when I was hungry. You clothed me when I was without clothes. You, you visited me when I was prison. You helped me when I was sick. Right. And they're like, when did we ever do that? Like, we didn't do that. When did we do that? And he said, you did that whenever you did something for the least of the brethren that's a King James version, right? At least of the brothers, yeah. brethren, you did it unto me. And then he went over to the other people and he's like, go away. I didn't know yeah. you. Yeah. How come you didn't know me? When I was in prison, you didn't visit me. When I was hungry, you didn't feed me. When I didn't have clothes, you didn't give me clothes. When I was sick, you didn't take care of me. And they're like, when didn't we do that? Uh, I don't remember, you know, you ever needing those things. And then he's like, well, when you didn't do that for the least of the brethren, you didn't do it unto yeah. me. Even in his parables, he kind of established this free relationship of doing things for each other, taking care of each other. 
and that being a reflection of him. And so when I think about Justin living in Jesus and Jesus living in Justin and God being in Justin and you being fully indwelt, any action that I do for you, I'm literally doing for Jesus. Come on. Right? That's it. Yeah. How does that change? And it's important to me. And first John echoes this whole idea. Jesus's commands were all the law and the prophets can be summed up into two things. Love God yep. and love each other. Yep. And he was specific, you know, he was talking to his disciples, you know, when he said that. And so in loving each other, John says in first John, that whole book is all about loving God and loving each other. Yep. And the way that you demonstrate love for God is by loving each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you don't, love each other, then you can't say that you love God because Mm -hmm. you're not going back to what Jesus said. He said, when you did these things for the least of the brethren, you did them unto me. And by loving each other, we demonstrate that we love God. Then I think that there's a case for the way that we take care of each other demonstrates how we take care of Jesus in each other. That's good. The instructions actually were really specific. It was about the brethren. It was about how do we take care of the other believers in our lives? I think that if you realize that you are an active divine participant, if you're a participant in the divine nature and Justin is a participant in the divine nature, then the way that I treat Justin is the way that my perception of God and my perception of loving God, the way that I love Justin I lo- is the way that I love God. And that's the way that I demonstrate it. It's the way that we take care of each other is literally the way that we're taking care of Jesus because we're taking care of Jesus in each other. We're recognizing who we are individually and corporately and our behavior and our attitudes and the way that we react, respond. It's like, we are literally doing that to Jesus. Yeah. Because Jesus is on the inside of you. Come on. Right. We've seen that. Yeah. So like it changes everything. It's the new covenant is entirely different from the old covenant. And this is one facet of it. But when you boil down, Jesus boiled down all the law and prophets to two statements, love God, love each other. Yeah. He gave examples of what it means to love him. And it was expressed through loving other believers. And then John followed up on that topic in first John and wrote a letter about it to people that he cared about expressing that because of this new Testament reality, because of this reality of God in me and me being full and me being a direct, I'm Todd, but I'm the same as what Jesus was on this planet. And Justin is Justin and he's unique in being Justin, but he's identical to Jesus on this planet right now. And so the way that I treat Justin is the way that I'm literally treating Jesus. It's the the way that I demonstrate my love for God. So I guess if you put it into practical things, that's the easiest practical application, you know, of this mm-hmm. is recognizing who that other believer is in Christ. And they're just as full as I am. Yep. They're the fullness of God in them is <laughs> the same fullness of God in me. That's it. Yeah. And if you stretch that analogy that Jesus gave of the vine, we're even connected in some that's it, you know, spiritual mm-hmm. way, right? Well, because we're both branches the body, of the same vine. Part of the body, right? one one part suffers, another suffer. Again, right, exactly. So there's, there's the another whole, vein here. 
Yeah. There's there's the another vein, right? <laughs> there's the whole I'm individually the body uh-huh. of Christ. I'm individually full of God. And then corporately, we're also the body, we're the temple, we're the building, we're the place where God dwells, right? Mm-hmm. Corporately. And there's a whole nother vein, like you say, you know, down that path too. Yeah. I guess that's where I would land with it for right now. That's, that's where my headspace is anyway, in the way that I I think about it and the way that it's kind of changing my behaviors and actions toward other believers, especially. I love it. I mean, you've been talking about this the whole way through. This is a journey. This is a process. Yeah. You know, we're not, no one's claiming. We're still mining. Yeah, I mean, how does how deep does this thing go, right? How deep is the word of God? Well, I guarantee you I'm not going to have it figured out by the time I die. No, no way in the world. I'm no. I'm going to be learning, but I want to stay green. I want to stay like this. I want to stay a student of the word every day of my life. Same. And that's that's my goal. That's what I do. I said, you know, I'm going to learn. There's nothing that I have mastered. I just I don't. I mean, I I want to stay soft and supple and fertile and receptive. And to me, it takes that intent, intentional effort of digging in like this. Okay, Lord, what have you got? The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him is what it says. And he shows them his covenant. Again, that's a conditional promise. I'm, I just quoted Psalm chapter 25. Yeah. Lord, I want to I know you, Lord. I want to know the deeper things that you have for me. And he says, okay, I'll, I'll show you. Okay. You have, to, you have to dig in. You have to engage. Yeah. You have given us so much to, to think about and to just saturate in, Todd. This is awesome. I just want to wrap it up. Thank you for your time and for sharing your heart. And I know that you didn't skim the Bible real quick to be on the podcast. (laughs) People don't say the stuff that you say without having given it tremendous thought, anticipation, meditation, dialogue with the Lord. So I, I thank you for bringing a scrumptious feast to us of meat and potatoes and not just marshmallow cream or something, but for bringing us something that is life changing and truthfully life-changing. I'm not just saying that, you know. So <laughs> thanks. 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 And you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Thank you so much. No, I really enjoyed spending time with you. It's awesome. Any final final words to our listeners? I just want to say thanks to your listeners that stuck with me this far and it haven't burned me at the stake yet. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that you'll hear my heart in the message. And really just maybe see it, this topic through my eyes and hear it with my ears and see the journey that I went on over the last 9, 10, 12 months, however long it's been. And that you just hear that it's something that's a work in progress. It's something that I'm being renewed to my spirits being renewed. It's being revitalized. It's reimagining what it's like to be in God's image. Right. And I think if you hear it through my ears and see it through my eyes, and if I've conveyed enough of that to you, the listener through my words, then I'm just grateful that it's, you know, a journey that we can take together through this. Actually, I've had so much fun doing this. Maybe we could do it again in the future. It, it would be fun to join you again sometime. And Absolutely. I'd love to have you. Either dive further into that or, you know, into some other vein, but I'm really grateful for the opportunity to just spend some time with you this way. I'm just, like I told you at the beginning, I'm just excited to spend time with you. I'm just excited to be here. 
<laughs> it's just nice. It's kind of funny. We have these conversations anyway. Why not yeah. record it? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like it's one of our phone conversations. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Todd, thank you so much. We love you. Bless you, man. And we're looking forward to seeing you again. Once again, thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Podcast. And we're praying for you. We love you. And we will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Podcast. For more resources, including previous episodes, blogs, and free downloadable content, visit us at unstoppableblog.net. You can also find us on Facebook at Unstoppable Blog. We hope this podcast has encouraged, equipped, and empowered you with meaningful insight from the Word of God to receive His promises and live a life without limits.